Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott and Kyle on Leading the Charge with Believe in Chargers, only on the Believe Podcast Network. Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in L.A. and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Well, 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 just one game left against the Chiefs this weekend. The Chargers need to win a division game to save a little face this season. But first, let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We need eight hours of sleep. One of sleep's biggest problems? Temperature. Tough to get good sleep if you're too hot. I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time. In a crazy comfortable bed, sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. And just a reminder that if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web as well at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on your social media accounts. And for Kyle and myself, please come find us on Twitter at TheGoodSport82 and at KyleEmmanuel51 for all your sports-specific updates, Chargers questions you may have, and our little thing we call humor. (laughs) Now, in case you're interested in some of our other programming here on the Believe Network, take a listen to the LA Football Network with hosts Ryan Deerid and Talon Graff. And we're also looking for sponsors as well. Shoot us a DM on Twitter and we would be happy to promote your brand on the net. Now, to the task at hand. Kyle, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much, Scott. Uh, just enjoying the holidays, as usual. And uh, how are you doing? How was Christmas? Uh, great. Well, we call it Chrismica because my fiance celebrates Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah, so we've been doing a little bit of both. We've been at her family's place in Virginia for a few days, which has been great. Um, loving the weather here. It's actually in the 60s right now. And last year at this time, it was in like the 19s. 18, 17s, you name it. It was freezing. But yeah, it's t-shirt weather right now. How's it up there in Minneapolis? 
Oh, it's, I believe, uh, as we speak, it's starting to rain slash snow. So, um, <laughs> uh, we, I have a flight uh, tomorrow out of Minneapolis, and I'm just really hoping I can get on that. But, uh, hey, can't complain. <laughs> I was in Nebraska for a couple of days, and it was, uh, it was it hit the 50s once. And, uh, you know, for December, you can't complain with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love snow. I love cold weather, and I'm going to be doing my fair share of snowboarding this winter so it's good you had a great holiday we all had great holidays and happy holidays to the rest of you out there and happy new year coming right up now kyle let's talk about the chargers one of two teams in the afc to have not won a division game this year the chargers and the Bengals. what is the heart of the problem of this team this season well I mean you can point to a lot of things that they need to improve I think when you look at the division it was kind of the same way when I was there playing it's just I don't know what it was we just had a tough time beating division opponents I think my first two years we only won one or two in the division we kind of figured that out towards the end but we only beat the Chiefs once in my in the four years I was with the Chargers and I, I don't know what it is it's honestly it's kind of hard to put you know to put your finger on I obviously the Chiefs have been really good for the last four to five years um they've won the division i think this would be third or fourth year in a row um so look they're a good team they're going to be hard to beat but um i think really when you look at this chiefs team especially coming up now this week they they've started to figure out how to play defense that's always been the knock on this team and um i think that's going to be you know kind of jumping ahead to this game that's going to be the tough thing for this chargers team is can you put points on the board because you know this, this is an explosive Chiefs offense and now they're figuring out defensively they haven't given up a touchdown the last two games so uh, it's going to be tough sledding again yeah and the Chargers losing to a subpar Raiders team last week that doesn't yeah. bode well for the team I've just I gotta say I'm very disappointed in this season's campaign just because I feel like, like we've said earlier on in the season, that this team has much more talent on the field than they've shown for it. Yeah, they do. And I said it last week when we talked about, you know, why why we should, would still be hopeful. It's because they do have a really good roster. And um, things just did not click this year. And I don't know. It, it's hard. I mean, turnovers were, were key. Um, can't protect Phillip. And I feel like he, you know, he started to force things. The running game has been inconsistent. We've seen it at times be good um you know the austin eckler melvin gordon one two punch has been good at times this year but you know last week melvin only had i think 15 yards 18 yards or something uh, he did have two touchdowns but just couldn't find things uh to get going on the ground so there's still a lot of still a lot of hope in this team um a lot of talent said that'll still be coming back next year but just couldn't find a way to get it done this year so what does this team gain from this weekend's game versus the Chiefs? That being that it is a divisional game and they have a chance to, you know, go out with a bang, win their first divisional game of the season. What do they have to gain? What do they have to look forward to in the offseason by winning a game like this? And on the flip side, if they were to lose this game, what do they take from it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm a big proponent of of momentum and feeling good, leaving games with a good feeling, leaving seasons having a good feeling, and I think that's what this game can do for you. We, you kind of saw that, and I don't know, you can't point to just one game, but my third year, we finished the year nine and seven. We finished on a, a good high note. We beat the Raiders. We had a, that's what we needed to do to have a chance to make the playoffs. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. We kind of rode that momentum into a twelve and four year um, the next season. So I think. It just leaves you feeling good going into the next year. Look, you you, you can finish six and ten. Obviously, no one wanted to finish six and ten, but 
you can finish on a high note being a really good Chiefs team that uh, you know has the potential to be a number two seed unless the Chargers can beat them. And the, um, but you finish the year beating a really good team. I think it creates a mindset. It creates a culture around the team. Like, hey, we don't care what the situation is. We play a certain way. We have a standard, and we play that way regardless. And I think that's the biggest thing. If you know these, when we talked about it earlier about tanking, and I think that just creates this weird kind of vibe and culture and feeling around an organization like it's okay to lose and I, I don't like that and I, I know that's not the the way that it, it's done around the Chargers organization so they're going to go out and they're going to try and win and they're going to play hard and try to upset uh, the Chiefs chance of getting a number two seed yeah and in- interestingly enough to your point that you just made about you know tanking and everything and I know I made myself pretty clear a few weeks ago about that I'm not sure what game it was. Last week I was watching during the games. Someone had met. Actually, I believe it was the Redskins and Giants game. I flipped through uh, some of the games on the red zone. And one of the announcers had talked about tanking and everything and that he doesn't believe in it either. I think tanking is one of the worst things you can do. It gives players a sense of doubt. And that's not healthy for your team moving along. So having said all that, this team needs to get up on their horse and make a break for the off season with some sort of success. And who do you think is a standout player this year? Like which, who, who aside from like MVP and I know MVP is always a player that can, that really sticks out on your team in terms of stats and everything. Mm-hmm. Someone who can lead the team and everything. Who are some wild cards on this chargers team, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball that haven't gotten as much credit. Do you feel? Um, well, I think it's easier for me on the defensive side to pick some. I'm going to go with Drew Tranquil, um, the, the rookie linebacker. I, you know, I, I didn't play with him, but uh, just seeing what he's been able to do come in, I feel like he's, he's been solid all year and he's, he's a rookie. He's still trying to figure out a defense. Um, and he just kind of seems to be all over the place. I know they've asked him to do a lot special teams wise. He's been good on defense as well. Um, filling in at a linebacker spot that was kind of, cemented a little bit you could say when you bring in thomas davis you had denzel perryman there uh jatavis brown i mean you had guys that uh, had played um before he came in and kind of found a role so you know i'd go with him i think you know offensively i would i would say you know people give him credit but mike williams has been good again this year he has the touchdowns number touchdown numbers were bad or were down um but he's continued to, you know, make big plays. He, I think he's one of the best jump ball catching receivers um, in the league. Sure. Downfield as well. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's done some good some good things there, and uh, you know, I look for him to to kind of continue that uh, next year. And he's he's really starting to build a, a good career for himself. Yeah, Mike Williams definitely. Um... He stole the show on offense this year, and I also think Hunter Henry as well. Yep. You know, he came back from that that injury, and uh, he played his heart out and everything. And uh, you know, for the, for a future for this team, they need to seriously, you know, have a gut check. I think, I think Philip Rivers needs to make much better decisions on the offensive side of the ball, less forcing the ball down the field and more dinking and dunking because I think that's the kind of offense that they are and that they've been successful with in the past in the past excuse me pass I mentioned quarterback pass <laughs> uh having melvin gordon back there i think also i know he started coming into his own but i felt like it was a too little too late when he came back and the chargers were still trying to figure out the way their offense was going to move the ball down the field right yeah i mean the 
the biggest question that everyone was going to want to know, and obviously no one does know yet, is what's going to happen with Philip. I, I want to know, you know, as a former player, as one of his teammates, yeah. I want to know what's going to happen. And I think that's first and foremost when we talk about offseason and what needs to happen or what doesn't need to happen. That's going to be the first thing that needs to be addressed is who, who's your quarterback? Are you going to commit to Philip and go all in for at least one more year? Obviously, they have to figure out a contract thing too. Or are you going to move on and maybe change the identity of this offense um, with a, a little bit more mobile quarterback or, you know, what, what's going to happen there? So that's going to be something that'll be very interesting to see. Yeah. And from an opinionated standpoint, I would love to see Tyrod Taylor run this offense. I believe between Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, you've got all these playmakers on your team and they're name guys too. You know, you have all these playmakers, name guys on your team and everything. And you got Shane Steichen play calling. And I still believe that he is, he is a good play caller. He's sufficient enough to get wins. Mm-hmm. But I think that they could po- if they possibly could move along to a mobile quarterback, they may see some more efficiency down the field. Yeah, and honestly, I think, you know, he hasn't come out and said this, and I don't know this for fact, but I think that's what Coach Lynn, Anthony Lynn, prefers is a, a mobile quarterback to kind of – it's just there's so much more you can do in the run game when you do have a, a mobile quarterback. And we've, you know, that's been highlighted when at least part of the year when the run game was struggling. You can bring in that plus one quarterback run game. It, it can open up things um, that obviously not having a mobile quarterback just can't. Sure, sure. And when you have two running backs that really complement each other, one being a pass catching back in Austin Eckler, and then you got the bruiser like Melvin Gordon who can take it up the middle, and he could actually be a pass catcher as well. Mm-hmm. That is a recipe for success. And not every team has that either. Not every team is gifted or fortunate enough to have two running backs that are Pro Bowl caliber running backs. Yeah, and then, well, that brings up another point is too what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon. I think obviously the holdout didn't work, um, at least in his favor, it didn't work. You know, I, I wish him nothing the best. Obviously, as you know, as a friend and a former teammate, but I just don't think you know he. I don't think he played his way into more money by any means. So you know, maybe the Chargers bring him back and get him cheaper than than they thought. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him as well. Do you think he's worth more or less? than the way he played this particular year. I think he's worth more. I think the whole the whole holdout thing, not getting training camp in, you know, he said it personally. He's like I I will never miss another training camp in my career. I think he he saw how how hard that was to get back into football shape when when you don't have that. I think I think he's better than what he showed this year. I think we saw flashes of what he can still do. Um but like I said, just missing that time that definitely didn't help. All right, moving along to playoff talk. Kyle, what do we got? What's happening now uh, in these playoff seedings? There's so much pandemonium going on. The only thing I am really focused on right now in terms of playoff seedings are that uh, Eagles winning, and then they're in. So what what else yep. is happening? Yeah, I, I'm hoping for that as well. I was I was wrong. I picked against my guy Carson, and he proved me wrong. The Cowboys still can't seem to figure it out. But we got uh, we got some fun playoff scenarios. Both sides, AFC and NFC, are locked up other than one spot each. So in the NFC, it's the one we just talked about. Eagles or Cowboys are going to be in. Eagles win, they are in. Cowboys need to win and hope the Eagles lose, and then they are in at eight and eight, which is kind of crazy considering how good the NFC is. And then you look on the AFC side, 
the Titans, Steelers, and Raiders all are still alive. Yes, the Raiders are still alive. As um, probably if you know people were paying attention to social media, they, they needed like ten things to happen, and they needed five to happen last week, and all five happened. Now they have five more to go this week, and they could still be uh, they could still be in the playoffs. So it's kind of fun. We got the the Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Texans, Bills locked up on the AFC. And the 49ers, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, and Vikings all locked in on the NFC. So still some things that could happen. But And then obviously, like we mentioned, I kind of touched on the Chiefs can still move up or down. They lose. They could drop behind the Texans. They win. They could possibly jump the Patriots. Right. Wouldn't that be something? Patriots finally getting demoted. Yeah. The Patriots would have to play on wildcard weekend, which they are – Probably not used to, <laughs> not not very often at least. Yeah, the laps of luxury are coming to an end for that team. Uh, what do you see happening in these uh, in these first rounds? Are you do you think uh, we're going to see a road warrior team this year? Oh, who? Um, yeah, I could. Well, so the Bills are obviously going to have to go on the road, um, and. So we got the Bills on the road, Titans, Steelers, Raiders. I don't know. I mean, you never know what can happen. We saw. I, I always go back to the year Tim Tebow and the, the Broncos. Now, granted, they were at home, but they were like eight and eight and won the division, and they ended up winning a playoff game. Yes. Um, I could definitely see in the NFC. I think um, if the well, either the Seahawks or the 49ers are going to be of the five seed in the NFC. Whoever. Uh, whoever loses that game is going to be the five seed. So I could definitely see one of those teams going on the road. The Vikings, don't count the Vikings out. They did not look good last week against the Packers, but um, they're still a really good team. I think they, they, like I said, they have one of the best rosters. We obviously saw what they did against the Chargers. They still, I would not be shocked if they go on the road, especially if they if they have to go to the Saints. I'm not exactly sure how these seeds are going to work out, but if they had to go to New Orleans, yeah, that that would be a fun matchup again after the whole Minneapolis miracle a couple years ago. So I I would see it more happening in the NFC. Do you see this as being the Saints year? I mean, they keep coming back for more every year and something has happened. <laughs> What's going to happen this year? Right? You kind of almost just feel bad for I know some people don't feel bad for them, especially well Vikings fan. Again, I'm I'm in Minneapolis currently. I live near Minneapolis. Vikings fans definitely don't feel bad for the Saints after the whole uh, thing they had, Bounty Gate or whatever you call it, uh, on Brett Favre a couple years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, as long as Sean Payton's there, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, no one's feeling bad for the things that have happened to them. But you just got to feel at some point uh, one of these things is going to go their way. But, I mean, we've even seen it throughout the regular season. They've had things go against them. I think, honestly, with how good the NFC is, it wouldn't surprise me if they came out of it, but I – I would not pick the Saints to come out. I think they're in for another heartbreaker at some point. <laughs> what about in the AFC? Are the Ravens going to run away with this, much like the regular season? You know, I feel like I feel like at some point their magical run is going to come to an end. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's obviously the easy pick to go with. It. Yeah, the Ravens are easily going to come out of the AFC, but I. Just after what happened to us last year with the Patriots, I can't count the Patriots out. They were kind of the same way last year. Everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, they were, they're okay. They kind of, they limped into the playoffs. I think they were 11 and five or whatever. And no one was expecting much. And then they go on and win a Super Bowl. So I'm, I can't count them out. The Chiefs are kind of emerging at the right time. 
Um, so I guess if I had to pick, I would pick the Ravens. But again, I'm kind of going on both sides of the fence here. I wouldn't be shocked at all if someone kind of came in and knocked them. All they need is one bad game. And if you can somehow stop them running the ball, uh, I think you have a legit chance of beating the Ravens. Yeah, I'll tell you something else. So the other night, I met up with my sister, with my fiance and my niece at a place called Tyson's Corner. It's one of the big malls in the Northern Virginia area. So we're walking through the mall, and all of a sudden we see this big crowd up. This huge crowd upstairs in the mall outside of uh, one of those uh, sneaker shops, designer sneaker shops. Mm-hmm. I hear people yelling MVP, MVP, MVP. So this is like a DC area place. Yep. So I'm thinking, wait a second, the Redskins stink this year. <laughs> um, the Nationals already won the World Series. You know, the Capitals are in season right now. What, who could this possibly be? So instead of going upstairs, I went on Twitter to hashtag Tyson's Corner and see like what's going on. As it turns out, Lamar Jackson's right above me in the sneaker <laughs> shop. They cleared it out for him uh, with his buddies, uh, bodyguards and such. So he got to go uh, shopping in the store by himself. But I, I actually didn't see him. I saw... Uh, a crowd of people as he came out, kind of like how the uh, crowd was flowing. It was right. pretty it was fun to see. And then who else was there? Uh, it's said that Hollywood Brown was there as well as Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram and Lamar seem to have hit it off this year as well. Mark Ingram's like campaigning for him to be MVP, everything. Like he's like his brand guy now. Right. But I thought that was, uh, that was a cool moment uh, being at the mall and, you know, I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm in the area where it's all going down. And I'm like, to think that they could win a Super Bowl, I mean, this place is going to get, like, you know, a lot of pandemonium. Yeah, I mean, D.C. and Baltimore, basically, they're almost one city at this point, right? All that East Coast. Well, they're about about 35, 40 minutes from each other. Okay. But, yeah, they call it the Beltway Battle when Washington and Baltimore teams play each other, whether it's the Orioles, Nationals, or the Redskins and Ravens. Yeah. So, I mean, he's – I think, I mean, what do you think, Scott? I think he's got the MVP wrapped up personally. Um, oh, hands down. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. Yeah, he's not going to play this week, and he sh- nor should he, since they have already wrapped up the number one seed. They have nothing to play for. Um, I, I I just don't see who else. You, and Russell Wilson made a case at, at one point. Um, you know, they lost uh, a questionable game. Um they still have a chance at the one seed still, but, yeah, but they, I, they're I, in, I mean, they brought back Marshawn Lynch over there as well for yeah. a reason. Chris Carson and uh, Rashad yeah. Penny are out. True. Yeah. So you almost, I mean, if you look at who the cast of characters are around, I think Russell Wilson almost has a better case for MVP because he has, he's doing more with less, but I, I still think just what Lamar, I mean, he's, he's taken over the NFL. He's taken over the media, everything. Um, what he's doing is kind of, we haven't seen it before, not since Michael Vick and uh, he's even doing it better than he did. So I think he's got to win the MVP. If he doesn't, I would be shocked. Yeah. Well, like you said, with Russell Wilson doing more with less, you can also make the argument for Lamar Jackson is that he's doing a lot of this on his own. I mean, he's making his own plays. True. He's running the yeah. ball. He's getting the ball up the field. He's throwing the touchdowns and everything. I mean, you can't coach that. His skill level is his skill level. I have to admit, I was one. I had been one of the naysayers earlier in the season or last season after the Ravens lost the uh, playoff game. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Obviously, 
I was like, is this guy going to, is he going to be able to throw the ball in the future? Is he, right. is he their guy? And then all of a sudden, there it is. Well, I I was right there with you. I didn't, uh, I mean, I think is obviously you have to give credit to, to uh, Lamar Jackson, what he's done. He's a freak athlete. He might be the best running back in the NFL as well as one of the best quarterbacks yeah. right now. Um, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to John Harbaugh and the, the Ravens staff for being like, hey, look, we have a unique talent here in this guy. Um, he's not going to be a typical drop back pass quarterback. If we put him in a system like that, he's going to be average. Um, let's let's tailor what we do to what he does well. And they drafted that way. They got really good tight ends. They run the ball. Then they play action you and they they get it to those tight ends. So big credit has to go to that staff and, and realizing what they have and, uh, you know, doing doing what they can to, to, to help him flourish in this league. And obviously it has worked out very well. Yep, yep. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Just a reminder that if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We are available in all your favorite directories, such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us on the web at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on all your social media accounts. Come find us on Twitter at TheGoodSport82 and KyleEmmanuel51 for all your sports-specific updates and Chargers questions you may have. And without further ado, Happy New Year to come, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Scott. And I'm Kyle. Night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.